Have you ever found yourself praying and not actually even paying attention to what you had to say? Like you were completely disconnected with God and you were only doing it based on superstition or some kind of tradition? Well, that's exactly what we're talking about this week. We're continuing our series on prayer. This week we're discussing the difference in rebuking and blessing, how to remove superstitious praying, praying with intention, the power of positive prayer and aligning yourself with God through prayer. I know that sounds like a lot, but there's a lot to unpack. Prayer is such a vital tool at helping us align with Christ, but through all the years of religiosity, it's easy to see how we've lost a grip on what prayer actually is. So let's try to rediscover prayer. We are for the spiritual nomads, the outcasts, and the ones who desire to ask the hard questions. A shelter in the desert. A safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes, and our dreams. We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about the consequences. We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part of our tribe. We are brave. We are bold. We are the Reckless Pursuit. Hey everyone, welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. I'm Elaine. And I'm Cody. And you are listening to episode 104, and we are continuing our conversation on prayer. This week, we're talking about blessings and rebuking and uh, just kind of some of the mindset behind literal prayers. And I'm going to share an experience that I've had recently with prayer, something I've noticed. We're going to share some of the superstitions behind prayer and what that looks like and how to get out of those mindsets. Last week, you just kind of overview of prayer, some general ideas about prayer. This week, we're diving into a little bit more of the harder hitting stuff. And then, of course, next week, we have the second part of our conversation with Kyle Butler, where he started talking about what prayer looked like for him, Mm -hmm. some of his deconstruction in prayer. So if you haven't done so so far, make sure to click that subscribe button because you're definitely not going to want to miss that if you're enjoying any kind of conversations or have conversations uh, or ideas or thoughts or doubts or questions around prayer. So before we get into that, something we did last week and something we're going to want to start doing more of is we've been reading reviews from some of our uh, listeners who have taken the time to go on iTunes or wherever they're listening at and dropping us a review. Guys, if you haven't done so so far, we highly encourage you to go down there and click that review box and leave an honest review that helps people passing by know what the show is about and just kind of lets them have a little bit of a insider's view on what's going on here. And guys, we really appreciate when you leave honest reviews. It helps us know what you guys enjoy and it helps us to know what direction to go and how to grow in the future. So Elaine, what's this week's review? This week's review is from Todd R. Thick. Shout out to Todd. And the title is, I love this couple. Cody and Elaine are two very special people. They are truly reckless in their pursuit of authenticity and grace, and they unselfishly give their time and resources to help us find the same. This is a couple that I could take a long drive with. I know our conversations would be fascinating. I adore them both. Well, we adore you, Todd. We do adore you, Todd. And it's just so fitting that Todd... Uh, past guest of our show, uh, the renewing of your author of the renewing of your mind. So shout out to Todd. Uh, we're talking a little bit about that today, about mm-hmm. renewing your mind. So that kind of goes into that renewing prayer thoughts, renewing your mind in prayer. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into today's conversation on prayer, specifically 
loosing, binding, blessings, curses, and rebukings. All right, so real quick recap. Last week, we talked about prayer, what prayer kind of is, kind of isn't. We talked about the extremes of prayer on both sides. We discussed what prayer looked like for us growing up and kind of how we've changed a little bit in that. And then one of the big things we talked about is just the difference of like sin mentality and like prayer, the mentality of prayer is the opposite of the mentality of sin, how sin is a mindset. And so is prayer. It's not necessarily hearing from God, but aligning yourself with God. Those are just a few of the points we made last week on just our general overall conversation on it. This week, we're talking about something very specific in prayer, and I will just open it up with this. Uh, and I kind of reiterate this story a little bit more in our conversation that's coming up next week, but I just want to kind of go ahead and open it up here because that's really the center of this dialogue. Elaine and I uh, went through a whole lot in 2018. That was the year that she was in the hospital. If you guys followed us that far back, you remember those episodes because we literally were going through it and doing this podcast. Also the year we started this podcast. Yes. And the year that we, a lot of things happened. A lot of, yes. So uh, in that process... There was a lot of superstition around prayer. I remember sitting at Elaine's bedside while she was in the hospital, uh, running crazy, you know, high fevers on like literally six different types of antiviral and antibacterial medications that were treating her for meningitis. Come to find out, you know, she had a really bad kidney infection along with um, an allergic Allergic reaction reaction to Bactrim, and they thought she had basically medically induced meningitis. And so uh, it was like an inflammation of her meningi based off of, you know, a allergic everything reaction to drugs and everything yeah. else. So it was an intense, intense moment. It was just, it was a lot going on. So we were in the hospital for like six days, uh, five nights. It was one of the toughest moments, if not the toughest, mm-hmm. one of the toughest moments of my life. I know it was <laughs> like the worst you've ever I felt in I your life. I thought I was dying. So yeah, that was the worst week I've ever felt. Four and a half out of the six days, I literally thought I was dying. They had no idea what was wrong at that point. Right. And so not to go back into all that story, you guys have heard that story before. If you haven't, just scroll back. You'll figure it out. And uh, that being said, I remember like just praying every single night. And I felt so distraught. And my prayers were just like so downtrodden. I mean, I mean, we're talking like freaking, you know, (laughs) some of like Psalm prayers And I thought it was interesting because I'm praying these things and I had this mental shift on day three and I'm a very like, I can get extremely antsy and nervous. Like that's something I have to, you know, actively combat in my life because that's one of the areas that I can really lose my compass. I can go from that, you know, that faith, that alignment with God into a sin mentality of this nervousness, this lack of faith really quick. And so that is like one of the areas I have to keep myself really planted on. And I was walking around, you know, like I grew up in church and I was praying. I was like, oh, God, please, 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 Lord, blah, 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 blah. And then I realized like I just had this like moment, this epiphany where I'm just like, why am I praying like this? Why am I praying like this? This doesn't make much sense. This isn't God. God's bigger than this. What is wrong with me? And uh, I I just started really taking a stance of like, you know what, God, you're bigger and you're in control. And I'm laying my nervousness, my fear, my doubt to the side, and I am just loosing positivity into this environment. I'm going to speak as if, you know, I really do have that authority to move mountains. I'm speaking from that place. And I know a lot of people have been hurt from this, like the idea of like, oh, I didn't pray hard enough. I didn't do this. But really in that moment, it wasn't even that. 
I literally looked at God and said, I surrender this to you and I'm aligning myself with you in this moment. Did I feel God speaking to me every moment? Absolutely not. But I remember pacing back and forth at like 3 a.m. Elaine's out. She's completely asleep, uh, which was, it's rare to get much sleep when you're in the hospital being treated. Every hour they had to come in and do something. But it was in one of those gaps where she had finally fallen asleep. And I just got up and I power walked. I wasn't, I mean, I was pacing back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not giving place to these thoughts. I'm not giving place to this negativity. I am releasing God's will and I am and I know there's I, I I feel like I don't know what to say here a lot because there is power in prayer but also like well why do bad things happen to good people and there's all of this but in that moment it wasn't even like God get my wife out of this bed I that it was like you know what God even in all of this there is a plan I know our plan isn't up and I'm standing on this promise and there's power in that Now, fast forward a little bit, she gets better and all that, and we start saying these nightly prayers just to like acknowledge God in this, and so we have a very specific prayer, or I had a very specific prayer that I started adopting, and it started getting to where I was like rebuking all of these things, right? It's like, I rebuke this sickness, I rebuke infection, I rebuke this, and I just, I rebuke, you know, anything that would come against us for our, you know, anything that would attack us, like this kind of stuff, and I got very superstitious with this prayer. And it became this mantra that I was saying every single night. And the problem started coming to where I feel like if I didn't say it, that something bad was going to happen to Elaine. I felt like if I didn't rehearse this thing verbatim, that I wasn't casting the right hex of protection around my family and that like somehow you know, the enemy or whatever was going to sneak in and cause some kind of havoc in my life because I didn't say some prayer. Like God needed me to recite this thing. Like I pulled it out of my butt. Let's be honest. Like this isn't anything I found anywhere. I just pulled it out of my butt and I'm like, hey, this is my new prayer of protection and I'm going to speak this thing every night. You got something you want to say? I was going to say, which basically became a sports jersey. Where like people wear their sp- their specific number each time, or they have like a specific like little ritual that they do before every game because every time they've done it, they've won, and right. the one time they didn't, they lost. Right. So I, I I keep getting like a sports analogy in my head hearing you talk about that's because a lot of sports people are very superstitious, superstitious yeah. and it became superstition to me, right? And so I realized like why am I binding this? What am I bind? What am I binding right now? Okay, we know what loosing it. Let's kind of back up just a little bit. You have certain types of prayer. You can either bless or curse. You can either loose or bind. You can speak blessings or you can rebuke, right? You can uh, speak life or speak death. death. Like there's these opposites in prayer. It all comes down to this. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. What is praying? Praying is speaking with intention, okay? I don't know where that just came from. Just pulled that out of me. I like that. Prayer is speaking with intention. You can pray to a lot of different things. You don't have to pray to God. You can pray to yourself. You can pray to Allah. You can pray to Buddha. You can pray to, uh, you know, the tree in your backyard. You can pray to your dog. You can pray to your, yeah, like whatever you want to pray to, you can pray to it. And and we do. We pray to a lot of things. And I don't mean that like on a like weird religious way. It's just we do. We speak with authority in a lot of different ways. Now, prayer with God is aligning ourselves with God, like we said. And so I realized I wasn't praying to God. I was praying to sickness. 
And I feel weird about this because growing up, my mom was rooted in a lot of Pentecostalism thoughts. And she always used to tell me like, don't challenge the devil or he'll come get you. And so like, I kind of took on a mentality when I was young. I was like, screw that. I'm challenging the devil. Like, you know, up yours. (laughs) Like, yeah, like up yours. I'm going to do my, you know, like you ain't got no power here. And while there's truth to that idea, you are, I mean, that is like Satan being a mentality, uh, you know, a deceiving mentality or kind of the epitome of that, you have this, like, yes, you do, like, combat, like, hey, like, you don't have a place here, negative thought. But the problem was I was rebuking something that wasn't there. Well, I was going to say that there, like you said, prayer is speaking with intention, speaking with purpose. And I feel like there is a difference. If there is something in front of you, if there is an issue at hand, there is power in rebuking something. Right. It, it can rebuke can be a good thing right. in the right moment. However, if it's not in the present moment and you're speaking against something that isn't there, what are you doing? And a lot of times what you're rebuking, what are we rebuking when we rebuke something? Well, I, I'm jumping the gun here. Yes, there is a time to bless and a time to curse. There's a time to like getting all like Ecclesiastes here, but right. There's a time for both. There is a time to, to speak life and there is a time to speak death. There is a time I had every right to stand in that hospital and speak to whatever was in my wife to get the hell out. Literally, get the hell out. You know, you have no place. This is not the promise of God. You know, death is not the intention. It's a reality. But there are some people who would argue that you can transcend that reality. You know what I mean? Like there's this all like we literally are transcending that reality because we have life in Christ. Like death isn't death. Right. So like there's this whole thing with that. But I'm looking at this. I'm like, you know what? This isn't the time for this. Like, this is not going to go on. And so I had the right to rebuke. The problem was I took it home with me. I literally packed that little package up and took it home and and turned it into a religion. I turned it into a God idol. I thought I was worshiping God, but in reality, I wasn't. And so what happens? What happens when you take this thing like I did and you turn it into a superstition? Well, there comes a point where when you're rebuking something that's not there, you're just yelling at the wind, as I guess Ecclesiastes would put it, right? You're literally just yelling at the wind. You are speaking at something. It's like me standing out in my yard and screaming at the robber that isn't there to get away from my property. Like, get off my property, robber, and like no one's there. Sooner or later, you do that enough, and someone's probably liable to come down your road and be like, yo, man, you need to quit yelling every night. And I'm going to be like, get off my lawn. I'm going to start a fight with someone who's not even like ill intent to me, right? You create this mentality of like, oh, is that it? Is this the thing? Is that what I got to be rebuking? There it is again. You know, like the get out of my, get off my lawn mentality. So you start, yeah, you start looking for problems, you shift and that becomes sin because sin is missing the mark. You're no longer focused on the good. You're no longer taking a prayer mentality. You've taken that and pivoted it to focus on that and becomes sin. And you're not praying for against the specific issue at hand. You're praying for or against something that doesn't even exist yet. Right. And so honestly, if you start looking at like law of attraction and a lot of people get weird with that, but let's be honest, like these things have different names from different truths we found. Law of attraction, okay, whatever. Jesus says, like, you know, loosing and binding or, you know, draw nigh unto me, whatever. You want to start looking at these things, like, there is some reality that's life and death in the power of the tongue. You start speaking these things and you're going to speak it into reality. Sooner or later, 
If you go around rebuking things that aren't there, if you're out there yelling for this thing, sooner or later, something's going to show up for you to actually rebuke because that's all anything hears. That's the noise you're putting out is speaking life I'm rebuking into the things. death. Right. Speaking life. Is that what you just life mm-hmm. into the I like that. That's good. And so like if you, if you uh, do that enough, sooner or later, things are going to show up because you're looking for something to rebuke. You're creating the problem. And I, I just had this epiphany one night. I was like, you know, Elaine, I've had this on my mind for a while, and I really feel like I'm wasting my breath. Like, I'm praying, but I'm not praying to God anymore. Let's be honest. This isn't a prayer of like, oh, Lord, I really believe this. This is a superstitious mantra that I am speaking, and it has no life anymore. It's just hollow words. I've become that Pharisee that's just echoing up meaningless whatever. And I realized, like, I have no reason. If there was something wrong in our family, I have every right to rebuke it in the name of Christ. I have every right to align with good. You have that authority. And if it is bad, it is not of God, right? We just established this in this last episode. Things, all good things come from God. And if this is not good, it's not of God. And if I'm aligned with good, then I have the right to look at the bad and say, no, not people, not anything like that. But the true root of the bad, I have the authority to look at that and say, no. That being said, if nothing's there, I need to be speaking energy and life. And the power of our words is so important. And so instead of saying, God, I rebuke these sicknesses, God, I speak a healthy immune system. I speak that we are healthy and well and full of life to do the work that you have that you have our hand doing, to be able to do our jobs, to be able to enjoy our life, to be able to enjoy these moments, to live fruitfully, to be able to shine light. You start speaking from a place of positivity and what happens? You're speaking life to life instead of life to death, like what you just said, Elaine. And it changes everything. There's a time to speak down and to rebuke, yes. But we get so hung up on that that we start making poltergeists for us to have to go and fight off. And all we're doing is creating demons. So what does your prayer life look like now? Now that you've kind of established, okay, this isn't working anymore, or this isn't speaking life into me, speaking life into my marriage, my family, my household. How has your prayer life shifted since just about a week ago when we started talking about this? I feel like I have more energy, more spiritual energy. I feel like I'm not focused on death anymore. I feel like I'm focused on life. And I just, it reminds me of this verse in Matthew 21, verse 22. Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. So many times we view that verse as like, oh Lord, I'm just, you know, like we look at it as like, I ask for this. The word of faith takes it weird. Like I ask for a new car. I speak that into existence. You know, that kind of plays into the whole like law of attraction. But so many times we don't realize what we're asking for in faith is actually hurt. I was asking God, to give me something to fight. And that sounds so counterproductive. That sounds so awkward. Like, well, God couldn't do that. But that is the whole premise of that. Like, I am asking for that. And while I don't believe God's going to be like, okay, here you go. Boom, here's some turmoil. Right. Like, I don't think that God splits hairs like that. I just, I don't believe that is how God works. That's just malicious. That's how people work. (laughs) Sometimes that is how, but really, ultimately, it's how demonic works. And I speak the, yeah, speaking specifically the sin mindset. When I say demonic, I mean like the mindset of that. Uh, That's how that works. But I think if you're speaking that, if I have the faith to move mountains, you better believe I probably have the faith to call in like something to to fight. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Goliath. He stood out there screaming like, come at me, come at me. Well, guess what? 
sooner or later something came at him mm -hmm. you know like sooner or later something showed it. up right and then he's like oh yeah what's this Roar, i got something to fight and it whooped his sorry butt because he was asking it, for well, it <laughs> and he was fighting in the wrong way he wasn't addressing the issue at hand he was fighting the way he had always fought you were praying the way you had been praying because it worked in the moment but it no longer spoke life to you mm -hmm. that's good and so I think that there's a shift that has to take place of like, you know what? I'm not going to ask for these problems anymore. I'm going to speak life. And there's so much power in that. So yes, there's times to rebuke. There's time to speak against. But there's also times to say most of the time, I feel like we're to take that and we're to go, you know what, God, I thank you. I, there's a Thanksgiving in that. There's the, the mentality of that. And then there's just the whole, like, I speak positivity, I guess let's look at it this way. What is more sustainable for God to heal someone of their sickness or for God to create an atmosphere within them where sickness cannot live? What is better? If you can ask, if you can ask God, if you can petition God, if you can petition, like I said, a lot of this is our energy. If we're aligning ourselves with God, would you prefer to align yourself with the idea of like, die, you sickness, you ain't got no place or would you prefer to align yourself with that sickness has no place because my body is so well that it literally cannot live in the life that is within me? And this is why one of my daily affirmations that I write down in my journal is I am stronger and healthier than yesterday. I'm mm -hmm. not focused on the uh, affirming of I am not sick. I am not this. It's I just am. Mm -hmm. I just am healthy. I just am stronger. And that doesn't you know, neglect the fact that there are times where we have sickness. There's times like our physical bodies, like we, our physical bodies are physical bodies. Like, you know, like there's that whole thing of like our bodies decay, we grow older, things happen, but it really transcends the body into the mind. And it's a renewing of the mind. Shout out to Todd Vick, yo. Uh, it's a renewing of the mindset behind it is like my mind transcends what goes on in my body. And literally, God and I are aligned and he is pouring out into me as I am pouring out into him. So all that kind of leads me into uh, this verse in first Peter uh, three and it's verse 10 and it says, for whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. And that's such an interesting verse to me because it's not just talking about when we say evil, what is evil? What is deceitful speech? I don't think it just means lying in malice. I think it literally is speaking to life and death or in the power of the tongue. If you love life and want to see good days, you have to speak that. You have to speak as if that's what you want. And so many times we go through life like, oh man, I just feel like death today. I feel like, oh man, like, you know, that everything's crappy and this and that. And like, we speak that. And there is power to that because whether you realize it or not, and this is something you actually mentioned to me, Elaine, is like your subconscious mind doesn't know when you're being sarcastic. Talk to mm -hmm. that a little bit. Yeah, so I actually was reading about this the other day about whenever people say like FML or I hate my life or I'm this or I'm this, anything negative, any negative connotation. But then people wrap it up in sarcasm as just kidding. Like, I, I don't actually mean that. Well, your brain doesn't actually know the difference between a sarcastic negative 
or a truth negative because it automatically takes it as truth. If you say, I hate my life, but you have to say, I'm just kidding, you actually do hate your life. Like there is negative, like you actually do believe in that lie. Your brain does not know the difference between sarcasm and truth because what is rooted in sarcasm? Truth. And that just kind of like, I guess kind of like tails into like what sin is to me. And like, what is repentance of sin? What does it mean to repent? And I know that's, that's not prayer, but like, what does it mean to repent? What does it mean to like confess your sin? Well, it's literally like changing that direction. Like if you're constantly speaking that negative thing, that is sin in essence. Mm-hmm. That is what sin is because what is sin? Sin separates us from God, right? If sin is a thing where you're missing the mark, you're no longer in line with God, you're on a different path, right? It's a mentality. You've shifted to a different path. So you're straying away from life itself. And so by repenting of that or by changing that mindset, whatever that is, go and sin no more, right? It's saying, I'm no longer going to take this on, this old mentality. I'm shifting it back toward God. God is life. God is good. God desires good things for his children, blah, 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 all the verses that kind of align with that. And so you kind of look at it and go, oh, wait, if this is sin, if speaking negatively is sin, if it says that we are to speak life, then whenever I shift my view back by nature, we're actually drawing in good. We are drawing in positive. Well, it's like whenever you are sick, like you have a cold or you, you're really tired or stressed out or anxious or whatever, um, negative things going on spiritually, mentally, emotionally, whatever. And so a lot of times women specifically will put on makeup or they'll put on something that makes them feel confident or you go get your favorite drink from Starbucks or you watch a movie, you take time for rest. You're not relying or you're not focusing on, oh, I feel like death or, oh, I feel sick or, oh, like I am ill. You're focusing on what brings you joy, what brings you life, what makes you feel confident, what makes you feel all of the things that you want to feel. You're not focusing on, oh, like I'm so sick and just focusing on that and doing things that keep making you feel sick. You are taking care of your body and essentially spiritually you are taking care of your spiritual life. You're taking care of your prayer life, your thought life. And I just want to kind of like say this too as a disclaimer. I'm not saying you can't have that pity moment. Yeah. I'm not saying you're sinning if you take a moment. It's like, wow, this has really got me down. This thing is really coming against me. And that's why right. God gives us the arrangement of emotions to feel. Right. And like you look through the Psalms, it's like, oh my gosh, like Distraught. everything's coming against me. What is going on? But on the other side of that, but I know what I draw from, but I know where I am at, but I know what my power lies in. I know what was placed into me. I know who I am. Literally, I, capital A, capital M, I am. Well, and I think that's where honesty comes into play is it's not ignoring your problems. It's not neglecting that there's an issue and say, oh, everything's fine when it's not. But it's focusing on the solution of the problem, back to what we were talking about last week. So it's focusing on the solution, not just talking about the problem. But you need to be honest. You need to address the issue. Yes, this sucks. Yes, I may be sick. Yes, I don't feel good. Yes, this is problematic. But you aren't dwelling on the problem. You're honest about it. Yeah, this sucks right now. Because you do need to be honest. That's part of loving yourself. That's part of having that relationship with people and with God is you are bringing to the table. Okay, just so we agree, this sucks, right? 
okay, so what do we do about it? Mm -hmm. And I think that all of this just can kind of be summed together by looking at and just remembering that prayer is a mindset. It's not just a word. It's not just a this. It's not just that. It's literally a shift in your mindset. Whenever you come together and commune with God, God is in you. Prayer, so many times we look up, is like, God, I'm sending you this signal up to the heavens, right? And I think that we miss the mark with that. Not necessarily like sin miss the mark, but I feel like we're missing the mark. Misunderstanding. Because we like, we literally like, we're looking up. But think about what prayers. Why do you bow your head to pray? Why is that the thing, bow your head and close your eyes? If you, If God was far away, when we think of prayer and we think of like, oh, I'm sending this up to God. We hear that analogy all the time. It's a lifeline up to the throne room, whatever. When we look at it like that, aren't we praying the wrong direction? Wouldn't you look up and like stare off into space if God is up there somewhere? But we bow our heads. We close our eyes. We draw in because God is in us. We're not having to align with something. Prayer isn't about going off and aligning with some celestial force. It's aligning with literally the lifeblood of creation that's already in us. It's aligning with Christ in us, that I amness, that I am created as little Christ, as a, a Christian, as little Christ. I have that in me. I am my father's child or I am my mother's child, however you want to view God. And even more so of like that blood is my blood. I am that. I am God literally acting on his behalf. I carry that authority, you know, like that is whose name is plastered over my life. All these little Christianese terms we use, but it's in, it's looking in. And whenever we change our mindset, that is literally what prayer is. Whenever we shift these thoughts, whenever we have these internal dialogues, all of these things that go on inside, they're like, is this God? Is this the devil? What is this voice? Realize it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that the devil is inside you. It says there are de demonic thoughts, there are the devilish thoughts, but that's all it is. It's a thought. It's a thought that's opposite of God. But whenever you align yourself with those good fruit-bearing thoughts, you turn your gaze, you bow your head, you close your eyes, you bow your heart, all these little analogies, you're looking inward. And that's where like so many people are like, oh, new age, that's creepy. Like, you know, all this different stuff, aligning yourself, meditation, all that. No, that's prayer because prayer is taking an internal check and realizing where's your compass pointing? What direction are you facing? Where are you drawing are you facing the sun? Have you been in the shade too long? Do you need some vitamin you know, D? What is it? Like, where are you? And it's those little internal checks that are what true prayer are. And it's literally in us. It's not this distant thing we're having to reach. It's not some ladder we're having to climb. It's not some tug of war race we're running. It's right here. Those analogies have been twisted and used in a lot of weird ways. But when it comes to it, when we're praying, if we're trying to have dialogue with God, we're not shooting a message off into outer space. We're literally just turning into ourselves and asking because he's right here. And we distance God so much. We view everything as if it's way away. It's way off in the distance. It's out there and we're having to try to reach and pull it in. It's already in. And if we could just get that in our minds, even me right now, if I could just receive that in, it would change the dynamic of what prayer is, of what it means to petition, what it means to rebuke, to curse, to speak life, 
because that authority is in me. I am the temple. When his voice speaks out, it's echoing off of my walls. And that's just kind of what like I really want to say is like, your voice is the voice of God. All of that in you is righteous. It is God. And that's biblical. We would love to hear your thoughts on all of this. What is it? What does prayer mean to you? And specifically, what does it mean to you to look inward to pray versus outward? Guys, hit us up in Nomads, a safe community for Christians to ask unsafe questions. We would love to have you a part of that. Go down there and ask. It's completely free. All we ask is just to come together as a community because that's what this is all about. Thank you in advance for those amazing reviews that we're going to get to read from all of you great listeners. We thank you for everyone who's left those and who's about to leave those for us. And guys, if you uh, are on social media and you don't mind sharing this episode along, take a screenshot of this episode, share it and tag a couple friends, tag us in it. We'd love to give you a shout out, get to know you better over there as well. It's just another way to connect with us. And it really just helps get the word out about this show because word of mouth is the best way to spread anything. And we want as many people in on this conversation as we can get. We love every one of you. We look forward to talking to you more behind the scenes. And as always, be brave, be bold, and be reckless. We'll We'll talk talk soon. soon.